Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. All right, what's up, babblers? This is Stephen, your host with Phantology, along with my lifelong friend Josh. And after a after long last, really, uh, this is almost a disservice to this book, which we both really enjoyed. It's a disservice that's taken us so long to record a review of it. Uh, but we're going to be talking about R.F. Kuang, Rebecca Kuang's book, Babel or Babel, uh, whichever you prefer. I'm going to go with Babel because that's just sounds a little more natural to me. Uh, but Josh. I mean, are you as excited as I am to finally talk about this book? Yeah, I'm super excited. I've been I've been pumped. Um, and mostly the reason why it's taken us a long time to get this recorded is because of me, it took me a while to finish this one, just life things. But I am very well, happy. Well, I mean, did. to be fair, it's also taken me a while. I was in the midst of moving while reading the book and it just get you light, you know, life things. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, when I uh, really sat down to read this, the last like 60% took me like two days. So it really, you know, uh, this book can go really fast for you. Um, it's a good experience at least. Yeah. Um, which I'm not, I don't think I've ever really sat down and read a book in like one day. Um, actually, I did do that once with one of the um, Pendragon books. I read that. I read one of those in one day. Yeah. Like when we were kids, that was yeah. a lot more common to, you know, when, when life worries were not, nearly yeah. as present it's a lot easier to just pound through a book in one two days but yeah it is a little more rare as an adult yeah so i i watched one vlog of like reading this book in 20 reading this book specifically in 24 hours i'm like oh that would be nice to do but um and i'm sure a lot of people can i'm not a very fast reader but anyway that's a big aside i really like this book so um i'm yeah i'm very excited to talk about it so we are familiar with rebecca kwong from her poppy war trilogy which you read the whole trilogy as well right i I actually did not no okay so what's up with that uh let's see i'm trying to remember i was reading i think i was reading it in tandem with um first law and i read the first book and enjoyed it and i started reading the second book i wasn't enjoying it as much and it was just like a lot of i don't know if dark is the right word but a lot of hard things are happening dark is (laughs) the right word yeah they're, they're dark books yeah, so I just... Um, I mean, you I, said you're reading First Law at the same time, so I don't know what your yeah. excuse is, though. <laughs> I, well, that's what I mean. It was like, it was like I read it, would read a First Law book, and then I would oh, read okay. one of these books, and then it was just like, I just had to kind of stop one of them. And so it's been on my TBR. Like, I didn't stop it because I wasn't enjoying it. I just stopped it because it wasn't working for me when I was reading it. Um, okay. So it, it, I'm sure I'll pick him up. Um, but when I saw this, I was, was, this was coming out. I was super excited about it because I did enjoy her writing and enjoyed um, the first book a lot. So. So we may have some like general comparisons to the popular trilogy because there are some legit comparisons. There's a lot of comparisons, uh, but we won't do plot specific spoilers, at least not at first. We want to, uh, we, we recognize that maybe there's a lot in our community that haven't read the book yet because it is fairly recent. It came out 
end of August, I want to say, kind of, you know, kind of towards the end of August. So it's only been a month. So I think this is one that maybe people have seen around. So hopefully, at least in the first few minutes here, uh, no spoilers for either Babel or the Poppy War trilogy. And yeah. uh, let's just kind of let's talk about it kind of high level. So what is this book? Who would be interested? So first, I think this one is interesting because, first of all, it's not really like calling it a fantasy book, while technically correct, like I don't think is the best description of it. Yeah. It was it was housed in the fantasy. Like I went and bought a hardcover, which I don't usually do. So that should tell you how much I liked it. But it was housed in the fantasy section of Barnes and Noble. But it, I'd for sure more categorize it as a historical fiction with like some fantasy elements. It's like historical fantasy, which I think is like a sub sub genre. Yeah, I guess. But it's but it's not like okay. Like I read this review on Goodreads about like oh she didn't even take the time to really consider how the magic would really affect um, society. And it's like, that that's not the purpose. Wait, what? Well, she does. Like, well, what kind of part? It's a big part of the book. Okay. So his point was like, there's there's quotes about like from um, like books at the time, like that like other authors had written. And so the uh-huh. review was like, you mean to tell me that like, if this technology existed or if this magic existed, then that like author would have written the quote the same way, like written that poem the same way. Like there's no way, you know, like kind of that kind of criticism where. Man. Yeah. It feels like you're determined to hate the book. If you're picking it it, apart to that level. Yeah, I guess. And, but like other things, you know, it's not like, like it didn't change society all that much. Like um, it would, there's a magic system in here. This is still non-spoiler. So we don't go too much into it, but like it can make things run a little bit better. So like, there's still a train and car like trains and cars and like uh-huh. kind of like those type of things, but they just run a little bit or not cars, but uh, or it, there, there weren't cars yet. And that's like, there. It was like, yeah, and, mostly. Like, yeah. I think there yeah. were like motor cars, maybe eh, can't yeah. remember exactly, anyway. but yeah, I mean, we can, we can just talk about the magic a little bit because people are always interested in that. So like Josh said, like it's mostly technological magic almost. And the way the magic works is it's on the backbone of translation between languages. So you have uh, different languages and you inscribe translations of different words into silver bars, specifically silver is like this magical uh, material in this version of earth. And, uh, and by doing this, I mean, yeah, we probably don't want to get too into like the weeds of it, but uh, there is a technique in doing this that allows uh, a lot of kind of commonplace things to be improved and uh, provides for effects. And uh, this is how the British Empire has become really powerful because they have not exclusive knowledge to this, but they um, you know, have more access to silver and it gets into the whole kind of global economy and colonialism, which is a huge part of the book, which we'll talk about quite a bit. Yeah. So anyway, but it, it is uh, focused a lot more on historical themes than it is on like ma- the magic system. Yeah. The magic system is a way to explore the themes that you talked about, like colonialism, uh, uh-huh. racism, like other. Yeah, the magic system explores the themes instead of having the themes determined by the magic system, if that makes sense. Like yeah. um, in other common fantasy works, like it's like, oh, here's a magic system. Let's see how it shapes all of society and then build our themes around how that happens. You know what I mean? Which mm, right. I, I don't feel like this does works in the same way right the other thing that's kind of interesting is uh like poppy war was for sure a like an adult fantasy book you know this i don't it's not ya but it's it doesn't seem as adult as like typical like as the poppy war did 
to me uh-huh. at least. I, I saw one. Uh, it's review. not as dark. Like it's not there's, as dark. Not, there's not as much. It, it's in a more, uh, you know, it's in a more modern setting. There's just naturally like not as much brutality and death. Yeah. You could say. I, I saw one person categorize this as like a new adult book, if that makes sense. Like it's not a young adult book. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like 18 to 23 might be like the target audience. Like people okay. like going to like going to university which is a big part of this as well. I mean, I would hope that older than 23 as well yeah. are also open to the the themes and ideas of the book. For, for sure. But I think that that would be like the market it's really aiming at, I guess. I don't know. Because it still has that kind of like almost in, in most of the first half of the book, there's almost this, you know, university setting, whimsical, you know, kind of fun, adventurous there's a yeah. lot of those types of beats which are obviously going to resonate with that age group that's what yeah that's what i'm saying it's it's kind of like uh like an adult harry potter type thing but not as adult as like the magicians if you read that series but like where you know these kids are mm-hmm. meet each other form a bond and are going to school and exploring kind of those themes and those beats and so and even just like swearing like there's maybe a handful of swear words throughout the book right like you know it's not like in first law when there's a you know swear words scattered across every page just right, kind of right. kind of like that like i i could see this being in high school classrooms you know being assigned as like book reports and i think that would be great but like but i couldn't see like that happening with first law you know what i mean right um, because of the themes that we're exploring because they're real world themes and ideas that are i think important to consider and i think that's what we'll spend you know the yeah. majority of the time talking about once we actually get into the spoiler part of the review. And so another kind of thing that might turn some people off, which I think is kind uh-huh. of a shame, <laughs> but but like if quote unquote woke things like trigger you, then this book isn't for you. And maybe, I mean, if you're open to having like a conversation about it um, with yourself, like internally and you're, and like, you might not agree with everything that's in here or how things are presented. But like, if you uh-huh. d- just like, don't even want to engage with, woke things or like issues of identity and how how like people's identity and race and culture interface with um like colonialism then you know like i think you'd just be mad the entire time reading it not to say like you shouldn't read it but like i don't know like i just wouldn't go recommend this to some of my some of my friends that are not uh you know right right. might be that post certain things on facebook and stuff you know what i mean like Like, and and let's and i think we'll try not to be you know, too far into the weeds of politics, but it's going to be hard, you know, because these are, this is the majority of the book material, but I would just back that up, Josh, by saying like, if you're someone who, if your mindset is that colonialism was a great thing because it brought all these countries into the modern era and, you know, almost like, you know, the British empire was the more modernized version and, and and they were doing almost a service to other countries. Like that idea is going to be challenged like really Mm -hmm. heavily. So um, if you're if you're not open to thinking about that uh, a bit more, then you're going to disagree. Like you say, you're going to disagree with the rest of the book. Yeah, and just and like there's like there's a lot of discussion about race. There's there's one example where uh, uh, one of the characters, and if you're really really sensitive to spoilers, then maybe skip. I'm not. It's really not a big spoiler, but like one of the characters is is coming to realize um, some things that other characters who are different races and ethnicities have come to face and uh she like kind of breaks down and cries 
um, and then is comforted by the other people who are of different races. And then the chapter ends with like, and uh, there's a sense of unease because why is she the one that needs to be comforted right now? You know, uh-huh. and, and and so it kind of ends with this like, you know, I, I wouldn't classify it as like white guilt, but like here's this white person that's that's experiencing like the, these emotions and needs to be comforted. And that is kind of how, you know, sometimes society handles discussions of racism is like, if it makes the white person feel uncomfortable, then, um, you know, something may have gone wrong and they need to be coddled or something like, you know, yeah, along those lines. And so like, if, if that's going to trigger you, then yeah, just uh, skip the book, I guess. And the cool thing about this book is, so Rebecca Kwong is actually younger than us. I think she's like 26, 27 right now, which is pretty remarkable because this is a really well-written and and well-researched and a cool book. Um, but she's also, a, a she was born in China and spent some time in the States and spent some time in Oxford. And so you get the sense that a lot of this, and I, would, I mean, it would be really cool to talk to her about this. And um, I imagine she probably has um, if we looked around for it more, but you get the sense that a lot of this is kind of built on her, um, on her worldview, which is cool because um, it just, it seems real you know authentic and accurate and uh and and it's cool to get a different perspective like that um yeah so i'll just read her a little blurb because you gave that background um for those of uh, you that aren't familiar with her she's a marshall scholar which i don't really know what that means translator and hugo nebula locus and world fantasy award nominated author popular trilogy she has an um mphil which i assume is master's in philosophy in chinese studies from cambridge and an MSc in Contemporary Chinese Studies from Oxford is now pursuing a PhD in East Asian Languages and Literatures at Yale. So Cambridge, Oxford, Yale. Pretty impressive person. Pretty impressive. And and written yeah. a best-selling series uh-huh. in, in between those degrees. So, yeah. Um, and, and that brings us to another part of this uh, non-spoiler section is there's a large amount of the book that's like, here's this word. Here's the etymology behind this word. Maybe you see a footnote for more etymology behind this behind this word which uh-huh. is kind of important because you know it, it does like we said play into the magic system a little bit but other times it's like just kind of an aside and you see her kind of flexing her um you know linguistic muscles a little bit which sure. i enjoyed because i'm really interested you know i'm the type of uh, person that'll be sitting in like a lecture or something and hear a word and then go like google the etymology of that word and kind of go down that rabbit hole so i enjoyed you know i enjoyed that but if that sounds like boring and tedious and lame to you then you know this book might you might find a little bit and it's a footnote book like you just said so there are footnotes that uh, if you're reading on the ebook you can click on or if you're reading the visible book you can you know flip to the actually i don't know in, it's, in it's your, at the bottom of, it's at the bottom it's in the, the bottom okay yeah that makes it easy yeah, yeah. so you can just there's so many footnotes and now I'm trying to struggle to find a page that yeah. has a footnote. So what else do we need to say as far as a uh, non-spoiler? Uh, it follows the, the protagonist. It's kind of a coming of age, you know, young boy goes to school, uh, makes a group of friends. Um, so the first half of the book seems pretty familiar. If you've read much fantasy, honestly, like name of the wind is maybe a little bit of a comp just because of some of the plot beats, but then about halfway through it uh, really shifts and dives hardcore into a lot of themes that we discussed. So Mm -hmm. that's in in that way, it's a little bit similar. It's a little similar to the poppy war, at least the first book where the main character Ren is kind of a student at the school. And then about halfway through some stuff happens and it's like, okay, this is like really, really serious. And you get, 
similar things here in Babel. And the other cool thing is the ideas and themes are also pretty similar because the nature of the conflict is similar. Like the Poppy War is fantastical China that's dealing with Chinese history and dealing with the influence of colonialism. Um, and here we have, it's mostly set in at Oxford, but it's also set in China a bit. And China is dealing with colonial history and the characters who uh, are mostly growing up in England, but also of minority races and of uh, descent from other countries that are subject to colonialism are having to kind of deal with this like split identity uh, thing going on. And so that's, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, if that, if any of that sounds interesting to you, that that's kind of the nature of the conflict. And, uh, you know, like we said, I, I just found it to be really authentic and uh, really well realized. Yeah, for sure. Maybe uh, if people are so on the fence, we'll give our scores now for it. And then that might help. I think that this is between like a nine and a 9.5 book for me, at least. I really, I really enjoyed it. I That's uh, like really high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't go buy very many like hardcover books, um, but I went out and bought this one. Um, there are some pacing issues that we'll talk about in our next section. And there's, you know, some other like character, like I wish some of the characters were a little bit more flesh out, but flesh out, but like, I think that, yeah, I think it's like a nine or 9.5. Anyway, that's, Uh that's my take. Yeah. I am. I'm also, I also really enjoyed the book. Uh, if you couldn't pick up on that from previous comments, I'm going to go maybe like a half point lower than you between an 8.5 and a nine. Uh, it, you know, it's a book that made me think and is going to, you know, kind of maybe continue to resonate with me and challenge some of my views about the world, which is awesome. And, you know, a lot of the fantasy books we read are fun and enjoyable and they have, they've got some good themes and certainly, you know, some things that have stuck with me. Uh, But this one, maybe more so because it's just, it's got that real world connection and it kind of challenges maybe your day to day a little bit more. Um, Other fantasy, other fantasy I enjoy because it's like, almost for me, like it helps me just kind of feel better about myself or, you know, I enjoy thinking about some of the themes and adventures from other people, but this one makes me just consider like, what is it like to be, you know, to, to live a different life and to live a a life that I'm not familiar with at all, which I think is are really valuable things. So, you know, if you're looking to maybe just challenge your worldview at all through the medium of a pretty enjoyable and very well-written book, then I would recommend it. For sure. I think for me, it does um, depend on the staying power of the book, how well it stays in my mind, how well it continues to resonate with me like years down the road. I plan to do a reread of it eventually. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. So anyway, that's that's why I go like, you know, between a nine and 9.5. Like um, there's room for that to kind of wiggle as we go, but coming off of pretty freshly reading it, that's that's where I'm sitting at. And I totally agree. Um, like this helps me re-examine, you know, views that I have and ways that I've seen the world, ways that I learned history. And, you know, it's interesting coming from a very American-centric mindset, you know, how that can get challenged and and altered um, through fiction. It, it's a testament to, like, the, the genre that we love talking about that it can do that. So, anyway, there's, I think, our non-spoiler review. Cool. All right. So, if you've read the book... Or if you're just weird and want to hear what we have to say about random books, like, I mean, I would say go read the book. Don't just listen to us talk about the book. Go read it. But okay, here we go into the spoilers. So 